this episode of BAM Weekly. That's Boris and Matt Weekly. We're your hosts. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour! How is everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well, Boris. We're in person, live in living color, sipping on a gin and juice like Snoop Doggy Dog. Hells yeah, we are. Do me one favor all episode. Yes. You know exactly what I'm going to take. Into the microphone. Into the microphone, <laughs> It's my been friend. a while. It's been a while since we did it. Yep, it has been a while. And it's a beautiful fall cold day here in Toronto. And what better time of year than to chat about sports and wrestling. Because this week, at the MLB is done. The MLB is over. So we are going to be giving a MLB post-mortem. And we're going to be talking into next year's outlook. Then we're going to be chatting some NFL Week 9 and some, you know, possible headlines that have come up over the past trade deadline and whatnot. Then in the wrestling portion, we're going to be talking about John Moxley. We're going to be talking about ROH TV. We're going to be talking about Impact and MLW. And then the main event is going to be our mock draft of ROH and their roster. We're going to explain all of the rules. We're going to have some fun with it. We're going to change things up. But at the same time, I think it's going to be informative. Yeah, no, I think it will be a ton of fun. The first ever pro wrestling draft with rules in the history of the business, Boris. We did it. We actually planned one out, and we're going to stick to a concept. Could you imagine a draft in wrestling with with plans behind it? A draft in wrestling that actually means less. Somehow, (laughs) somehow, I feel this draft still feels more meaningful than the WWE draft. More impactful. More important it is. Yep. Man, how are you? I'm good, man. It's nice to see you. Feeling nice, nice. I'm going back to Sudbury tomorrow. Got like a week off of work and uh, done all my Operation Sports duties. So, yeah, I'm excited to go home, see some friends, uh, you know, perhaps an old lady friend or two, and uh, see what's up in the old uh, the old stomping grounds. How are you feeling these days? I'm feeling good. Feeling really good. Um, super busy day. I think, like I mentioned yesterday on NXT Talk, over the next nine weeks or so, I'm only working three and a half weeks. But I think I'm putting nine weeks of work in those three and a half weeks, which, you know, it's fine. I'm going to be nice and rested. Can't wait for my trip to Vancouver to visit my brother. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And there's just a lot, a lot of fun stuff going on. The lady friend is still sleeping all the time. Well, I did better that than total insomnia, I suppose. Yes. (laughs) Very much so. Which is funny because, like, that's what she has the other half of the time. It's like, it's really weird. But, uh, yeah, everything is going really well. We are here in living color. Just as funny as the show. We are the, what do we call ourselves? The imperfects? Yeah, the imperfects, yes. (laughs) It's the official new nickname. I'm telling you, man, it's a money gimmick. We need the old, uh, the old, what was his name, Big Dick Johnson gear. (laughs) Right amount of baby oil. And uh, that's it, the imperfects, tag team champions of Canada. And golden shovels. (laughs) Golden shovels. Yeah. Can't forget the golden shovels, my friend. But yeah, no, it's we have a lot of fun stuff to go through. So you know what? Let's get to it because there is a lot of uh, news. There is a lot of chatter that we're going to be having. So let's start with the sports section. MLB finished last night. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. More importantly, to Alex Anthopoulos. Absolutely. More importantly, to the good Canadian boy, Alex Anthopoulos, former GM of the Toronto Blue Jays, now of the Atlanta Braves. And Boris, yeah, it feels good, you know, to see him actually succeed. It feels good because he took a big risk with Atlanta this year. A lot of people said that they would not be in the playoffs at all. They started, what, 44 and 45, by I think the, it was? By the all-star break, they yeah. were under 500. Yeah. 
They were missing a key players. They were not looking good whatsoever. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Soroka down, uh, Okunia down. Arguably the best player in baseball, one of anyway. And yeah, they uh, persevered at the deadline, made some huge uh, additions. Jorge Soler actually jacked a home run, a very important one in the in the deciding game last night. So yeah, it's awesome. And you said it before, but we want the Atlanta-Toronto World Series rematch next year. I honestly think it's going to happen, if not next year, then the year after. You know, these are two young and hungry teams, young and exciting teams. In my most humble opinion, yeah, I'm a little biased, but... If you want the best baseball, that's those two teams, in my opinion, are the best teams. Well, other than the Dodgers super team, they're all-star that's, squad. That's different, right? The, the, a super team is different than a team of a bunch of young, hungry players who actually want to win. In my opinion, this is it for the Dodgers. They're going to buy players. They'll be fine. but Kind of in that Yankees level like yeah. from here on in. But here's the thing. Honestly, um, what's his Kershaw? I can see him leaving. Is he a free agent now? I believe this is it. Oh, my. That's interesting. If not this year, then next. Right. But I think if it's this year, he's gone. If it's next year, then 100%, I can see him being a trade bait. He's just more and more banged up, too, this Kershaw. Like, every time, like, he, although he was pretty good in the playoffs when they actually won the World Series, he missed the entire playoff this year. I, it seems like down the stretch, he's kind of no longer healthy ever. Yeah. He... he there's a, so much pressure on the poor guy throughout the regular season that come playoff time, that's it. And even then, you know, the Dodgers have been so mismanaged, you know, by Don Mattingly and, and Roberts. That's yeah. just like, you know, poor guy <laughs> hasn't had luck. You hate Roberts. I fucking hate <laughs> that man with a passion. You really do. You despise the works of yeah. Dave Roberts. It's like Cora Jade level of hate. <laughs> just no time for him. But he's not even 20 years old and doesn't have his whole future ahead of himself to prove to you that you're wrong, Morris. Oh, like I man. say, the Dodgers won in 2020 despite Roberts. Yeah, I think you're right. Do you think the Jays will move away from old Charlie, the second worst manager in baseball? Not far from that. Um, honestly, so they've already committed to him at least for next season. Here's the thing. As a manager, I think he's atrocious. There's only one manager worse than him. But, but. Team seems to like the him. team likes him, more importantly. Vlad and those boys like exactly him. you got to keep them happy and keep them wanting to stay in Toronto right so I I think that he's at least got this uh season ahead of him uh I think we kind of predicted what the Jays finished with 90 or 89 the Jays ended with 90 wins and right. I'm on the midweek markout with Jason Agnew said the Blue Jays will make a run for the second wildcard spot and finish with at least 90 wins yes and on this podcast i said that they wouldn't fire montoya if they hit that round 90 number and i think that both of those things have uh pro- proven correct boris but yeah they got to make the playoffs next year if they don't actually end up in the playoffs next year montoya's up yeah they have to like really get just get it yeah i think that even if at the midpoint we're going to be seeing like a 2015 debate of when you know should we change the manager at this point? Um, remember when we were yeah. away against Washington? Uh, everyone thought that that was it for Gibby. Uh, even Donaldson had it at that point. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, now that you bring that up, I do remember that. And he, uh, oh man, the, the Gibby era. I, I don't. I feel worse about Gibby in a lot of ways than I do currently about Montoya. Like he was more. He was definitely more pig-headed, more strong. That's what we need. For you know, for a Latino, he's letting me down. <laughs> You would think that this guy would be like yeah. tossing fucking bats and <laughs> a little more equipment. passionate. Yeah, but he's like, "Okay, ump, you're the boss. It's okay. You tell me what to do. Uh, I want a manager that 
fights for his pitchers, fights for his batters, fights for his fielders. That's what a manager needs to be. That's what Montoya isn't, in my opinion. Like, how many times do the umpires just walk all over us and Montoya's like, it's okay. <laughs> and that's one thing, God bless him. I didn't like Gibby that much, but at least he did that. At least he fought for his boys and was no stranger to a, to a shouting match with an umpire. More importantly, there was one thing about Gibby that just made me love the man. What's that? His post-game interviews. <laughs> he was he was pretty good on the post-game interview. The lean. Ma- the lean. <laughs> Just, yeah, the gangster lean. The Gibby gangster lean. I loved it. Yeah, Montoya, he's, he's like honest. He's gregarious, but it's not, it's not quite the same. Yep. He doesn't have that dry, cool wit. All right, so this is what we're going to do. Let's go through each division and kind of talk about what we expect to happen over the offseason and into next season. You know, it doesn't have to take long. Um, so there's certain divisions I don't give a shit about. I don't know why I'm swearing so much, but <laughs> it's a, it is what it is. We're back in person. It's a it's a joyous occasion. I think that's what it is. All right. So let's start with the AL West. You know, it was mainly dominated by um, you know Oakland for the most part, right? Oakland, Seattle have really you know cemented their uh, their mark there, but Texas is is in a rebuilding stage. Um, you know, and, and the Angels are the Angels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you'd think the Angels, like, they should eventually one of these days put it all together. But we've been saying that for, what, five years, ten years? So when's it actually going to happen for uh, for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Boris? <laughs> As your eyes roll near the back of your skull. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I Famous last words, but I think it might actually be time for the Angels here. Because, like, eventually, Trout's just going to leave or demand a trade or, like, something, something's got to give. They have Otani. He's 24. He's the most talented player since Babe Ruth. They something's got to happen here eventually. So I think I'm circling the Angels. I hope next year is the year that they actually put it all together. Right. And do you think the Astros still dominate that uh, division? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, look at like look at how sick Altuve is. He's basically our generation's Lou Gehrig in terms of playoff hits. Man. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I think Houston is definitely here to stay. There's no reason to think that Houston will be gone. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's take a look at the AL Central. You got the White Sox, the Cleveland Indians, the Detroit Tigers, KC Royals, and the Minnesota. Twins. Uh, Tigers are a little interesting. They definitely have a lot of uh, spicy young talent. I like the young pitching staff there. They have some names. Uh, they're a year or two away, though. I I wish the White Sox just had a different manager, don't you? Like it's he. I don't think that old Tony Larusa, seventy five years old, is going to win another World Series. You I might really as, don't. Honestly, you, at this point, you might as well bring back Bobby Valentine. Exactly right with his disguises. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's still the best. But seriously, like that's again, it's that's another case of a manager. But in this case, it's a lot worse. I think in this case, it's even worse than the Dodgers and the Jays, where he's really holding the team back because of his decisions. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of yeah. I, I do think it's worse, but uh, I don't know. There's something about him. Obviously, like the owner in Chicago uh, really, really likes and respects his work. But man, he's yeah, he's 75 years old at some point. But at the end of the day, I do think managing in baseball. I think it's probably the easiest of the four major sports, it seems. so. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and taking a look at the record of how things ended, like, you know, the White Sox, I never realized how far ahead they were. They oh, yeah. were 93 and 69. Noise. <laughs> um, the closest team, the second place team was 80 and 82, exactly. and that was the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the upcoming season, they will be the Cleveland Guardians, and I don't think they're very close. Yeah, the White Sox. Maybe. Should, maybe. True. Yeah. I, I, the White Sox should romp. Yeah. All right. Well, the AL East, probably one of the hardest 
divisions to ever talk about with the Rays, the Sox, the Yankees, the Jays, and the Orioles. See, what scares me is there's a lot of talent available on the free agent list this year. Kershaw is available. Just Google it real quick. It looks like Zach Granke, Trevor Bauer, Verlander, if he can come back, Scherzer, uh, and Kershaw are all available as pitchers. And uh, May I interject? <laughs> yes. The Dodgers will resign Scherzer and let go of Kershaw. No, for sure, for sure. I, I can see that happening. Also, Kevin Gaussman, who might win the Cy Young, he was awesome. And our boy Stroman. There's some batters, too, available. Uh, Nolan Arenado, uh, notably. J.D. Martinez from Boston. So you got to think, like... Dude, and, and going back to the pitchers, Robbie Ray is available. True. Absolutely, yeah. Although I do Simeon's think, available. Yeah, that's the thing. I think Robbie Ray is not available. I think he's going to stay in Toronto. Simeon so too. Will, will be the one who leaves. Well, especially considering that he hired... Mr. Borash himself to represent them. (laughs) Scott Boris, yeah. Actually, he might be going to Anaheim, I've read. Stroman. Or, no, sorry, not Stroman. Simeon? Yeah, Simeon. My bad. I don't know. I I, I think, yeah, obviously the wild card here is just Boston and New York's bank accounts, man. Like, they could sign one or two. Literally, the wild card is Boston (laughs) and New York. And Rodgers. Like, let's, let's, okay, we haven't talked about this yet. But there's the whole Rogers issue going on literally right now that hopefully gets settled this Friday in court with the whole Rogers children issue. Yeah, that's a that's a whole can of worms I'm not even super duper familiar with. So but- essentially what's happened is you have um uh, you have uh the, the the current head of Rogers, which in this case is Edward Rogers, he essentially over a weekend fired the board of directors put up his own people like you do yeah just like you do <laughs> he says that within the power that his dad left him in the trust yada 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 because he always yada yada through the best parts yes uh, you know he is allowed to do this his sister and mother however are saying martha and melinda um and his mother loretta they're all saying tranquilo huh. you can't do this right this isn't right so there are literally two boards of rogers one of them is legit one of them is illegitimate. They're at the Supreme Court in BC. There should be a ruling this Friday as to what's going to happen. And here's a scary part. Edward Rogers. This is the man who said Masai Ujiri isn't worth the money we're paying him. Yeah, Ed Rogers is a moron. Uh, I think we can say that on this podcast. <laughs> Carry the three. Uh, carry the three. Check, Bell, check the, the, uh, Bell Media is the best. Yeah. Go Woo! Bell Media. Go Bell. Suck it two times, Rogers. Am I right? <laughs> Any- and our internet dies. <laughs> uh, the BAM show has been put on hiatus for retooling. <laughs> uh, anyway, I uh, yeah, I'm very nervous because Ed Rogers is a crazy rich asshole. <laughs> but yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I I, I hope that he's kind of quietly shoved away, yeah. um, like most rich assholes are at the time that they're due to be put out to pasture. But that's exactly it. So we don't know exactly what this means for the Jays. You know, Anthopolis and Shapiro, they're saying we got more budget, but from whom? And from where? Like, yeah. this is the issue, right? Like, I feel like because of the Rogers drama, the Jays are in kind of like a in, in a holding pattern. It makes sense. They definitely can see that. But yeah, like you said, this is the, they're going to court Friday? Friday. So hopefully it's resolved pretty quickly. Yeah. Hopefully. Who knows, though? Who, 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 who knows? But yeah, no, it's regardless. It's a very interesting and scary situation happening here with the Jays. I guess why I brought this up is because, you know, we've talked about this on the show many times and it's like, you know, we have uh, the classic Sophie's Choice, Simeon or Ray. 
Yeah, and I just think we need pitching. Though I think probably you'd say Simeon, he might be a better player than Ray, all things considered. I do think we need the pitching more than the hitting. Yeah, at the end of the day, I agree. I think that with Espinal um, and and other players, we do kind of have infielders. I'm not saying yeah. they come up, you know, a dime a dozen, uh, especially to the level and to the impact. Yeah. That well, Simeon had. Didn't Simeon set the all-time record for home runs by a second baseman this year? Like this year? Yes. He just did it? He just did so it. So clearly, he's quite impactful in your lineup. Obviously, yeah. he's going to help. But I just, I, we have so many huge bats. Uh, we don't have so many huge arms, Boris. Yeah. Okay, and then, okay, so that's the Jays. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. We don't know what money they're going to have to play in the market. We don't know who, who they're going to lose. But they're on the upwards trajectory. Now, the Rays... What do you expect from the Rays? Like, they're, they're, I feel like they're the ultimate wild card. Yeah, it's hard to know with them. I do kind of think they're still going to be hanging around, still playing their defense and hitting their doubles and just hanging in there, yeah. winning 100 games. Yeah, exactly. That That's what I assume from them as well. So, in my opinion, they're going to probably be, if not first, and vying for a wild card position. Yeah. The Orioles, they're still shit, right? Like, there's no... There's no yeah. question about that. I, they, they kind of like Detroit in a way. You see the pieces kind of forming, but they're even further away than Detroit is, and Detroit's still two years away. Yep. And like we said, the Red Sox and the Yankees, it depends on their bank account. Exactly. So, yeah, they're always liable to be hanging around. But uh, even looking at the Red Sox roster, it made no sense that they made the playoffs this year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but this is just this year was such a weird year, especially for the Jays. The fact, like everything the Jays overcame, uh, playing in three homes, right? Like it's yeah. crazy, and just just missing by the hair of their chinny chin chin. Yep, exactly. All right, so let's take a look at the NL East. You have your champions, the Atlanta Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies, Mets. Marlins and the Nationals. It's very easy to say, oh, the Braves just won. Of course, they'll make the playoffs again. And there's some really good teams in that division. But I think what if they really here's the thing. We don't know exactly what their plans are. We don't know what everyone's contract situation are. What if they pull a Florida Marlins and just get rid of everyone? That would be shocking to me. You never know. They won't. Yeah, yeah. But you never know, right? Exactly. But yeah, no, I think Atlanta's here to stay. I think they'll be back in the playoff, at least in the mix next year for sure. There will be a wild card team at the very worst. Phillies, Mets, and Nationals. Those are teams, three teams that should be better than they really are. Yeah. Especially the Nationals. Yeah, absolutely. They're not too far removed from that World Series, although they've lost a lot of pieces now. Like Rendon is, is gone for a couple of years, and now Scherzer gone, Trey Turner gone. Hey, they're not quite the same team anymore. Yeah, all right. Let's take a look at the Central. Brewers, Cardinals, Reds, Cubs, Pirates. Uh, I do kind of like I do kind of like the Brewers still. They won this division. Uh, it's you know what I mean. I I do I I would like the Reds a lot more if we knew what Trevor Bauer's future was going to be. But uh, he not only is a free is he a free agent, but he might uh, who knows if he's coming back to baseball or when. Right? Yeah, exactly. So. Who knows what's going on there? Uh, the Cubs they went through a fire sale, so to, I think it's safe to say that they are in a quote unquote rebuild. Yeah, I think yeah the Cubs are retooling definitely. And the Cardinals, hottest team in August September. Does that mean anything in but the new year? Cardinals will be around. They'll be around. I don't think they're going to be any lower than like uh, fighting for a wild card level. You know. All right. 500 at least. And then the second most interesting division in all of baseball, the NL West, the Giants, Dodgers, Padres, Rockies, Diamonds, and that's the NL West. 
Yeah, it still thinks like the uh, still seems like the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are are not going to be close to this. The Padres fell apart hard down the stretch. You would hope that they kind of rebounce back, kind of because on paper, man, they're almost as good as the Dodgers. That on roster, paper, people put them above the Dodgers this year. They, they, that roster is really, really good. They have some names: Machado, Tatis. Look at all the pitchers they have there. It's uh, you would have to say that San Diego's bouncing back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, 100%. Sandy was bouncing back. We don't know what the Giants are going to be like because everyone wrote them off this season, and who would have thought that they end up with the best record in the league? Yeah. You know, as crazy as that sounds. And the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, similar to the Sox and the Yankees, it's their bank account at the end of the day that's going to determine if they're players or not. Yeah, it takes like a, a really special occasion for them to not be relevant in the league, much like the Lakers or the Celtics in basketball. They're kind of just always there. For the most part, yeah, in some shape, way, or form. Anything else you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. The Giants will come and go as Gaussman does. If he doesn't re-sign, they're screwed. He's he like yeah. literally like Cy Young-level pitcher. Like Probably 30 games he kept them competitive in, 125 single-handedly or whatever it was, right? So That's ridiculous how good he is. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the NFL. Man, the NFL, they keep making headlines for the wrong reasons this year. Oh man, yeah, some some terrible news. The Henry Ruggs situation was just uh, so so just tragic. Absolutely, like I'm just sending thoughts and prayers to to everyone affected. It's just a horrible situation. And the more you read about this Ruggs situation, the worse it is looking uh, for Ruggs. Yeah, I definitely feel so bad for Ruggs himself was affected by uh, drunk driving in an accident. And he lost a friend at a young age. And, like, yeah, now he has cost someone a life as a drunk driver, and it's just, like, I can only imagine what he is going through, but also, like, what the family uh, what is going through, you know what I mean? Like, it's a truly, truly tragic story, just tough to read about, man. Yeah, I know, it's, it's horrible. I didn't really want to talk about it, but that's all we're going to talk about. Um, you know, trade deadline came and went. One humongous deal, Von Miller to the L.A. Rams. My God, they now have Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey back there. Did you hear about this story with Von Miller and how he pissed off his team right before the trade? Actually, no, I didn't. Please tell me. Oh, my God. This is amazing. And it was confirmed by players yesterday. Everyone thought this was BS. Everyone thought, oh, this is just the media being the media. This is just people, you know, (laughs) uh, the blogosphere being the blogosphere. But this was actually somewhat confirmed by players. All right. So this is the way the story goes. Von Miller held a Halloween party. And he does this every year, and apparently it's an extravaganza. Yes. A six-figure Halloween party. Oh, geez, a regular monster mash, a graveyard yeah. smash it was. Exactly. And apparently, for some reason, this season, he expected his teammates to help out and pay, including rookies. Oh, snap. And was there no help or... Did, did everyone did pitch in and then he immediately fucked up? No, what happened apparently was people were taken aback saying, what the fuck? And he was not a happy camper. And then the trade happened. Interesting. Hmm. So maybe there was prior knowledge probably, right? And he kind of knew. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there was not only prior knowledge, but I, I feel like there was more, to, more you know, like, like a good transformer more than meets the eye. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. No, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder if he kind of knew, like, yeah, we're moving you before the deadline, and he was just kind of like, well, I'm not fucking paying for the full party <laughs> these these assholes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you'd think like, Vaughn Miller has made enough money that he could probably afford Boris to throw a party for his pals. Yep, yep. Exactly, it's crazy. All right, 
there's one game that we absolutely need to talk about when it comes to week eight. Do you know what game I'm referring to? Fish? No, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, which? Hit me. Bengals Jets. Oh, my God. Mike White. He lives. Mike White is alive. So is there a controversy in New York? A quarterback controversy? I, I, I have no clue. I honestly haven't read too much about this, but I do know this. I have a friend. He likes to gamble here and there. Um, so what he does is he does parlays, okay. which is basically the website sets up all the winners for you, and you just pick the group of winners. Right. He's like, all right, the Bengals are going to win. This, isn't, this one's an easy parlay. He lost $1,000 off of those three points. Oh, man, that's brutal. So, like, he would have won a $1,000 bet had it not been for that <laughs> the field goal at the end. Amazing, man. Uh, well, that's gambling, brother. It's a harsh, harsh mistress. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the fact that I owe you a beer. <laughs> Green Bay Packers, baby. Kyler Murray's banged up. He's a little bit hurt. But all, honestly, like, Green Bay was missing, like, eight starters in that Dude, game. Dude, Green Bay was, like, there's Green Bay had no reason to be a contender that in that game. That was a war of attrition. This goes to show you how good Aaron Rodgers actually is. Oh, absolutely. He's not slowing down at all, man. He's going to be looking awesome in Miami next year. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's not playing this weekend, that's for sure. Aaron Rodgers is? Yep. He's, uh, got, uh, he's got the covid Oh, really? When did that happen? Today, just oh. a few hours ago. Oh, I totally uh, missed yeah, so that. No Mahomes Rogers showdown. Oh, my God. What a terrible game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So That's that was disappointing. That. Yeah, so yeah, this week on by, we have Detroit, Seattle, your boy Tom Brady, and the Washington football squad. Oh, it's going to be a really stinky, weird week. One silver lining to these dark clouds, Boris. Christian McCaffrey has been activated. He might actually play. Might yeah. be back on the field. The other good news about this week is that the Dolphins won't lose. They won't? That's bold. Look at look at the look I at know. This. Houston? Yeah. yeah. Davis Mills? The outlet this. mall? We got this. <laughs> we got this. I don't know, buddy. I almost want to double or nothing, but it's my own team, so I'm not gonna Let's bet. Let's double or them. nothing. No, I don't want to Man bet. up. Man up, bitch. <laughs> man no. up. I refuse to be bet a man. against my own team. Be I'll, a man. I'll bet you man up. I'll bet you I'll bet you a different one. I'll bet you somehow on this draft. I'm just not betting against my dolphins. Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, not doing it. Can't bet against the Fins. Yeah, okay. Bring it on. Let's br double or nothing. Let's do this. What game do you want to bet on this week? We got to do this. One game a week, we do a okay. bet. Okay, fair. Um, I don't, well, what's, a, what's a nice toss-up here? How do you feel? Uh, well, I know you love the Jaguars. You want to take the Jaguars over the Bills? No, I'm just kidding. God, please. <laughs> please. Uh, please. How about Jets-Colts uh, tomorrow night? That's a stinky, weird game. Jets-Colts Thursday. You know what? Let's do that game. Who are you thinking? Because, yeah, that's a really bad game. I could definitely easily see both of those teams winning. Yeah. Who would you like in that game? Would you bring yourself to pick the Jets? I would bring myself to pick the Jets. You would? Okay, would. I'll take the Colts. Let's All do right. it. Yeah. We're gonna, All right. We're going to shake we're shaking on it. it. You heard it here first. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Two beers, Boris owes me. When the Colts <laughs> beat the Jets on 1, Thursday night. 1,000% it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, but let's take a look at the schedule. Yeah, Bears-Steelers, when the, the schedule was made in the offseason, that game would have been fun. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you look at this uh, slate of games, it, they all would have been pretty solid had it not been for the uh, injuries and COVID-19 just kind of ravaging the NHL right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Browns-Bengals. 
Terrible game. <laughs> just just on the basis of no Baker, no Odell, probably. Uh, the this is probably the the game that I'm going to be watching at 1 p.m. on Sunday. That's Broncos Cowboys. Yeah, Broncos are a little on the downside right now, but uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see what they look like after this weekend. Absolutely, I, I, I it's fun to watch Dallas, you know. Yeah, and Packers Chiefs. Yeah, there's going to be no Aaron Rodgers, but you know, is Mahomes back? Like, what's going on? They barely beat the Giants on Monday. Did you see that interception that went off Buddy's head up into the end zone? Yeah. It's it's just a comedy of errors for poor Pat Mahomes this year. It really is. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Kind of a stinky week in the NFL, but uh, thankfully, the team is rounding into form. And by the team, I, of course, mean my fantasy squad, Boris Christian McCaffrey to the moon. I love it. (laughs) Absolutely love it. Um, So, yeah. So, I think that's going to wrap things up. On the sports side, we're going to move on to wrestling. But before we do, I think we need more booze. Yes. All right. We are in the wrestling section. There's a lot to talk about. So before we get to some news, I think we're going to talk about some uh, some TV and uh, kind of gloss over some important stuff. Um, we're going to start with some Impact TV. Last week, we were talking about Bound for Glory. I think it's important to talk about the uh, the aftermath of Bound from Glory um, and kind of see where Impact is going from that. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Impact right now. Uh, so the show started off with a Moose promo. Josh Alexander was involved here. Um, so Moose comes out. He grabs a mic before he says anything. Eddie Edwards ran in, attacked him. They fought. Eddie hit Moose with a few Singapore cane shots, but Moose was able to disarm him with a big kick. They brought up the ramp until security ran out, broke them up, and pulled Eddie to the back. In the ring, Moose acknowledged all of the bad things he did to get the title, including taking away everything Josh Alexander worked so hard to do to get for the win. But, just like in true Moose fashion, did not apologize at all. Then he starts doing all of his references. He references the elite. He references Roman Reigns. He references New Day's Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and said that he was the greatest champion in all of professional wrestling, and he basically put the entire locker room on notice. Um, As he was bragging, Josh Alexander was able to come to the ring. He attacked Moose. They got uh, went some back and forth, and this is when the man, the myth, the legend Minoru Suzuki comes out. Who would have ever thought <laughs> Minoru Suzuki comes out to the impact zone? To the impact zone. What's Suzuko Minori doing in the impact zone, Boris? Yeah, what's Suzuki Toyota doing in the impact zone? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh. I just still can't believe that that's a, <laughs> this is a thing. So this, he comes out. Josh and Suzuki go face-to-face, and they uh, brawl. And uh, security comes in and separates them. This is fun. And there we go. Josh Alexander, Minoru Suzuki. Awesome. Hook it to me veins, Boris. Yep. All right. The first match of the night was Rocky Romero versus Trey Miguel, your champion, the X Division champion. Yeah, you read that right. Or you heard that right. Rocky Romero. Wow. So lots of crossover with New Japan on this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny, all things considered, right? Um, but yeah, so this match was actually pretty damn good. Um, Trey Miguel, and I don't know what it was. Maybe he's uh, like channeling his MSK hate, but Trey Miguel looked 
awesome in this match. Um, you know, I would honestly rate this match a three and a half impact zones out of five. Uh, your winner was Trey Miguel. Nice, seventy percent. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So uh, last night on uh, NXT, MSK was referencing someone, and I almost made a joke. Like, do you think Trey Miguel is jumping over? But it really seems like Trey Miguel has finally found his footing here in Impact, getting a strong push. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. So after this, Gia Miller interviewed the new digital media champion Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. Grace said she thought she was the perfect champion because she has a strong social media following. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans interrupted them. Steeles boasted about eliminating Ellering during the Collier Shot Gauntlet match. Ellering was having none of it. And they said they're gonna settle this in the ring. Nice. How are you feeling about Rachel Ellering's work these days? Meh. Yeah. Now, I always kind of liked her. I think she has some some potential. It's not a bad... Like, my yeah. mans aren't a bad thing. I feel you. Yeah. She, you know, she, she's there, right? She's there. All right. She's there. All right. She's doing her thing. Steve Macklin cuts a promo saying he was um, undefeated in his ODX division championship. Uh, Scott Demore confronted Macklin and said that nobody in this business is owed anything. And if Macklin wants a shot, he needs to earn it. Forgotten son, Steve Macklin. I wonder who's going to have the better career between Macklin and uh, Jackson Riker, a.k.a. Gunner. See, that's, an, that's a very interesting question. I, I don't even want to bring this up because it's like, <laughs> if you're the champion of Impact and a mid-carder in WWE... What's, what's higher? What's better? You that, know? That's an interesting debate. I would probably think that, like... As I, I, you, as a, as an artist, you would probably feel more accomplished. You'd feel like you're doing better work as the Impact Champion. But to the regular fan, you're certainly more famous as a WWE mid carder. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We should talk about this sometime. Note that. Write that down sometime. <laughs> you just want to see my ROH draft notes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. All right, Macklin leaves. Mac Cardona and Eddie Weddard's. Eddie Edwards come up to Demore. They said they both wanted a chance to face Moose because, you know, Matt Cardona could be a world champion one day. <laughs> uh, the world champion of the internet. So if Matt Cardona is the impact champion, <laughs> <laughs> is that better than being on Long Island Iced Z? I think inarguably yes. Yes, that's better. Yep. All right, so Demore said that Josh Alexander gets a first crack at Moose, but if they wanted, the two of them could team up with Alexander against Moose and the two partners of his choosing. Demore heard a commotion. He looked down a hallway, saw Alexander beating up Brian Hebner. Demore uh, pulled him off Hebner. Josh said that he wasn't angry about losing the title to Moose, but Matt rather that he was mad the fact that Hebner called the bell while his family was still in the ring. Blasphemy. Can you believe a crooked Hebner? A crooked Hebner? I would not. In a million years, you couldn't get it past me, Boris. Don't give him sports memorabilia, that's for sure. (laughs) Brian screwed Josh. Brian screwed Josh. (laughs) What is it with these Hebners (laughs) screwing the Canadians? God, I hate him. I hate him so much. Yep. So Demore tried talking Alexander down. He said he couldn't let his emotions run wild. Um, And that was that. After this, we got Tasha Steeles with Savannah Evans versus Rachel Ellering and Jordan Grace. This match, to your point, was pretty good. Jordan, uh, Rachel Ellering did a good job. Rachel Ellering won this match. Uh, I'm going to give this one a... You know, this wasn't a great match, but it was a fun enough match. I'm going to give this one three uh, TNAs out of five. Nice. A 60% Miss TNA Taylor Vaughn percentage. <laughs> pretty much. 
Uh, the third hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Gia Miller, went into the locker room of the new <laughs> Knockouts Tag Team Champions, the inspiration for an interview. Uh, First be- of all, inspiration, how dare you steal our gimmicks? We are the imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> second of all, Boris, wait a minute, the third hardest the working? Third hardest who's, working. Who's the second hardest working? Yet to be determined. Oh, is, is it Agnew? Is Agnew the second hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling? Oh, man. <laughs> You should have seen yourself. Uh, I, I, I did everything in my power not to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost choked on my gin and juice there. Yep. All right. So uh, they the inspiration, aka the knockout imperfects, uh, said that they were to, here to inspire people. And when Gia tried to probe more about what that means, they cut her off and dismissed her. Nice. Well, I they have great personalities. Anytime they can talk, I. Uh, do it. Put them on your television show. Give them five minutes in front of a camera with a microphone, and you're gonna get something good. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, here's the thing about like the modern day wrestling. You can make a great career out of more talking and less wrestling. Well, that's the thing, man. It, it's always been like that in wrestling, but I I feel like people don't appreciate that it's still like that because the actual standard of in ring work has gotten very very good, and the athletic feats that happen in in wrestling rings during matches are incredible. Very, very the stunts are crazy, but at the end of the day, it's still personality that drives this business. It really is. Yeah, and what's funny is that though you say the stunts to drive the business, but I feel like we've kind of taken a step back in terms of the stunts. Uh, well, okay. Uh, in certain, like yeah. in certain aspects. Maybe it's the word stunt that is probably not the right word. It's just the athletic feats. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Then Impact did a very WWE move. It was Joe Doring with Violent by Design versus Heath with Rhino. Oh, no. A, a rematch. A gang from, war rematch? Yeah. So this match went to a no contest. This was okay. I don't know. I'm giving this the Mendoza line. I'm giving this one... Two and a half slap nuts out of five. <laughs> we, you know, we could rename the Mendoza line the Heath Slater line if we wanted to. I was actually going to ask you <laughs> offline, what should we rename the Mendoza line it to? Become, like, what is the most generic wrestler the, that we can yeah. think of? If anyone has any uh, ideas, the most generic replacement level wrestler. Who, yeah, that's a, that's a and fun if one. if anyone says Bret Hart, I swear to God, I uh, will kill you. Instant ban. Instant yeah. <laughs> ban from the, from the forums. Yeah, like, because I know people will say that. I know people will I, say I that. I have blocked people for less. Yeah, same here. Um, but yeah, so that match went to a no contest. Like I said, that was a very Mendoza line. Two and a half slap nuts out of five. You know who it is? Rodney Mack. Rodney Mack. <laughs> wow. He, he's pretty generic. There might be he might be he might be on the bad side of generic though. There might be someone even more middle of the pack than Rodney Mack. Nunzio. Nunzio was good. I would qualify him as a good wrestler. I really would. Little Guido? Mm-hmm. F ya. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll, th- we'll we'll table this one. We'll think about it. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one. All right, we get a Good Brothers promo. Um, they put themselves over. Uh, they were talking about rotating their tag team titles uh, against the Bullet Club and Finn Juice. Speaking of Finn Juice, they came up to the Good Brothers. They said they weren't the ones that who got pinned. They threw out a challenge for the title. Good Brothers said they would have to earn a title shot and left. Interesting. I'm pretty done with the Good Brothers still, but uh, all right. Keep them on impact. That's fine. Yeah. The third hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Gia Miller, interviewed the Kiss Demon, 
who made his return at Collier Shot Gauntlet. I thought this was a one-shot. This was not. He's he's full-time with Impact Kiss Demon? Yeah. I'm surprised Curry Man isn't out here just yet. (laughs) Shark Boy? Shark Shark Boy. (laughs) Whew. TNA. Can't wait for our 20-year retrospective. Oh, my God. Starting May 22 and ending May 22. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that first show. I actually don't remember the first show per se, but I did... I went back and watched, like, years ago. I was going to, like, start my own podcast, and I watched the first five or six shows. I have a notebook with notes, like, pretty detailed, pretty good notes. And uh, I just, like, five or six shows in, I was like, I'm not doing this with my life. It's just the fucking worst thing I've ever watched. I just scrapped the so whole So you thing. wait for me to come in, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we're starting back up, buddy. And I, I got it. a five-show head start, but I'm still going to rewatch the shows anyway. But All right. So, Gia Miller, third hardest working reporter, interviews the Kiss Demon. As they're talking, do you know who interrupts them? Gene Simmons? Even worse. <laughs> Johnny Swinger. Oh, my God. It was worse. I was going to say, how? Yep. Johnny Swinger came in. He was griping about a bunch of things. Um, it really was whatever. Crazy Steve shows up. Black Tara shows up. It was just stupid. Let's just move over. Let's move on. I do kind of like Crazy Steve's work. Something, I like Crazy so, Steve. Something about him, he, he works. I'm can a sucker imagine, for some Crazy Steve. Can you imagine Crazy Steve and Dan Housen? Very, very evil, very... <laughs> very crazy, very evil? Yeah. I, I'd love Ooh, it. That would be a great tag team name. <laughs> Wildly forward, Boris. It's a great idea. Yep, but I am not going to draft Dan Housen to Impact. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, we, lost, get a, buddy. Yeah, we get a Mickey James promo. Uh, the new knockout champ, Mickey James, comes to the ring. She says she hadn't planned on returning to the company and winning the title. Uh, but when the opportunity presented itself, how could she pass that up? She said that Peraza was nowhere to be seen since losing the match, so she would have to look elsewhere for a new opponent. Madison Rain comes out. You pretty much know what happens here. They get into it. That's the next program. Sounds about right. Yep, backstage, the third hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Gia, asked Moose and Morrissey if they had found a third person to join them in the tag match next week, and they said they were working on it. They walk up to Minoru Suzuki and ask them if he would join them. Matt, he agreed. Wow. What could you imagine in real life just asking that man to hey do you want to come you know down the street with me you'd feel like a million dollars you'd feel like you're invincible yeah I, I would be afraid of even talking to that man <laughs> oh man Minoru Suzuki the grumpiest old man in all of wrestling my favorite let me tell you this okay have I ever told you the story of when I snuck backstage in our at ROH I think off air but please enlighten, enlighten us tell me again all right so. This was one of their um, uh, shows with New Japan. Right. One of my friends had a a, a, a like a wristband. He got he, he I don't know how he knew this woman. I wasn't asking questions, but he knew the promo person from ROH. We got wristbands, and apparently the wristbands also like I wasn't. I'm not sure if it gave you backstage access, okay. but you know it's one of those things that if you know and you look. Like you belong, no one's going to question you. Yeah, exactly. So we just walked backstage. We're hanging out. Um, I was talking with Allie, obviously. Nice. You dog. <laughs> yep. Um, but actually, that's I actually know her from the past, so that was a cool catching up with her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And um, Wait, how do you know Allie? Uh, through friends of friends in high school. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, sorry, university. She was in high school. Anyways, um, but... 
that's when I met and spoke with uh, the Young Bucks. They were really cool. Um, nice. You know who was actually the most cool, rad person? Two people. Cody Rhodes. No, wait, not him. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> okay, pencil that. Okay. Pencil that. Okay. Uh, Punishment Martinez. Damien Priest, the unfortunately named. He seems like he's a really cool he's guy. He's really fucking cool. That's dope, man. He was really, really, really cool. You have to understand, you know, you know where the ROA shows were in Toronto, right? Yeah, Ted Reeve, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like this dinky yeah. arena in the back. And it was just like, whatever. Everyone was split up into the different rooms in their locker room. And uh, uh, Punishment Martinez, he was with um, uh, Jay White. Switchblade. Oh, wow. They were sharing a, a room, so I was just sitting with them. And Dude, Jay White is so freaking cool. Like, honestly, top-notch person. Really freaking cool. Um, Jay White asked me, like, you know, he was just like, you know, sussing what yeah. I know about wrestling. We're just talking. And I basically said, like, I flat out said I'm a huge mark for Naito and Los Ingobernables. Nice. You know what he does? What? Calls Naito over. Oh, that's so dope, <laughs> man. No way. Yeah, it was so freaking cool. Oh, that's so cool. freaking cool. Sneaking backstage. So I had a conversation with Naito, not in English, not in Japanese, but in broken Spanish. Oh, wow. No way, eh? That makes sense. A common language between you two. No doubt. How's the Spanish? It's not better than a lot of people. Better than mine. Better than a lot of people. Like, it was really <laughs> cool. He's a really cool guy. Um, yeah, so a lot of, um, a lot of they were there. Uh, Jay Lethal was there. Um, really cool. Cody was there. Nice. And I don't want to the start of your Cody feud. I think so. <laughs> the actual start was when he gave me the middle finger the next show. But at this particular show backstage, he was like walking around like holier than thou. Like I'm talking to these people. I look at him in the eyes yeah. and say hi, and he just walks past me. Yeah, like, I'm well, not good enough for the business. Uh, he knew you were a fan backstage, and you know what? That's probably why he recognized you the next show. I didn't realize that you went backstage, and the next show, he flipped you off. I thought it was the opposite. No. I understand this Cody Rhodes-Boris feud a little more now, buddy. <laughs> I'm starting to peel away the layers of this onion. I'm starting to figure it out. Anyways, so, after, so outside, we're just my friends and I were just like chilling outside. The Briscoes come up. They're like, you guys have some marijuana? <laughs> Did you? Uh, that's, I will not talk about that. <laughs> Statute of limitations at that time. Was it illegal? I probably was. Fair enough, buddy. <laughs> so that's where the story ends, and that's how I snuck backstage into Ring of Honor. So let that be a lesson to you kids listening. Always sneak backstage into places where you shouldn't be. It exactly. always works out for the best. It did work out for the best. Yeah. It honestly did. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like when I started talking with Allie, like she she was the one who kind of just like, you know, right, let it happen. Even though she was like independent, she wasn't even with Impact at that point. Her husband was there, and he was for sure gone from Impact at that point. It was just a cool, like a cool little hangout. Like honestly, we were there like two hours after the show. That's dope. That's that's really cool. It's nice that they were so welcoming. What was I? What was the Blade's name in Impact again? Um, pa, 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 Pepper Parks. Pepper Parks. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pepper yeah. Parks. What yeah. Mean? Blade is better. Yeah. Blade's a lot better. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, the third hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Gia, asked Moose and Morris. Okay. Yeah. I already talked about this. Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Chris Sabin versus Ace Austin with Mad Man Fulton. This match was actually a lot of fun. Man, Ace Austin is so good. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, he's underrated. 
Yeah. Definitely. I want to see more of him. I've only seen him like four or five times, but he stands out. Yeah. This was a perfect end to the show. I'm going to give this one three and a half Gia Miller's out of five. <laughs> nice, nice. That's, 70%. that's his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, ah, I see. I understand the tie-in. There we go, buddy. So, yeah, it sounds like a pretty watchable, pretty solid impact program. Yeah, it, it, it really wasn't bad at all. And, you know, we have Suzuki coming up tomorrow, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, so that was uh, pretty good. So, this weekend, MLW, they have their War Chamber. Oh, it's this weekend? Is that from the ECW Arena? Uh, the the 3500 or whatever it is now 2300 2300 no. 35 <laughs> I don't know what is this like a TV show the 40 <laughs> what is it the price is right just yeah you just keep going up without going over uh, anyway but yeah i uh, that'll be really really interesting although we've spoken about this before i think we're at the saturation point with war games matches it was really really like cool when they were brought back a couple of years ago to various promotions but i think we're uh we've hit our tipping point with war games matches they're no longer as special as they once were five years ago even. question for you maybe december 5th will we get a war games match i'm gonna say no i don't think so i think they're gonna let that sleeping dog lie especially because vince mcmahon has never wanted to do it on the main roster because he's never it wasn't his idea mm-hmm. yep, exactly. he doesn't see the value in it exactly all right so we're gonna talk about the 1027 mlw alpha fusion alpha show which is a setup to the War Games or War Chamber show that's this weekend. Um, so, like I said last time, the big story is really Contra versus the new champion. Uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Hollywood Hulk Hammerstein. Yeah, that, that, that's literally yeah. <laughs> I hate them. You know what the problem is when we give people our own nicknames? I forget what their actual name is. <laughs> you just think he's actually called Hulk Hammerstone? It's like Von Wagner. Like I literally need to. Think about what this poor guy's name is. And not call him Von Fargo or Von Beverly. Von Beverly or even Von Vigo from <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. Like Brutus the Barber Beverly now with those friggin' shorts or his tights that he wears. Yeah, so the show starts off with Cesar Duran and he says, what shall I do with you? Men have searched for gold since they climbed down from the trees. They fought wars for gold. They turned cities to the ground um you know essentially he's going on and on and on and he's talking to someone do you know who he's talking to court power king muertes oh interesting yeah uh so they have a back and forth cesar duran essentially gets him on his side this leads us to the match of the week last week until danielson kingston yeah okay fair enough what was it bobby fish Yes, you you heard that right. The boy? Our boy around Our here? Our boy, Bobby Fish, Mr. Jangry Six himself. <laughs> Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. Oh, nice, nice. Lee Moriarty is a ton of fun. Really, really just improving so rapidly. He's so freaking good. He's he's a bag of fun. Like, he's so fun. Like, even his entrance is fun. His music is fun. He's such a good wrestler. Bobby Fish eventually won via submission. Matt, I'm going to have to give this one three and three quarters Oof. fusions out of five. 75% a B plus here on BAM. I had to stick with that. Yeah. Because you know what my gripe about MLW is? What's that? Oh, yeah, I do. Production. I, production issues in MLW. Well, it, and it's specifically, it's not even just that. It's it's almost that it's overproduced, you feel, It's overproduced. Right? Yeah. It, it honestly feels like you're playing a WWE SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Like, cool right. move. Let's show a replay. Yeah, big cut in, big logo cut in, yeah. cut in, cut away. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes like the camera just 
like misses spots and stuff. Like I just like, eh. It's almost like they're trying so hard to, to be a uh, professional, a WWE-like production that they're coming across even more amateur yep. in the process. Yeah, exactly. All right, Alex Kane and King Mo, they attack Calvin Tankman backstage. I like Calvin Tankman. Yes, so Calvin Tankman did not get fired, but Beastman, he has been released. Yes. But Tankman, he is still around. Yes. Very good. All right. <laughs> We get a Warhorse vignette. No, nice. Warhorse lives. I thought his career ended after the Cody Rhodes match. I thought that he just retired from wrestling. Right? <laughs> he literally... Anyways, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, Cesar Duran, is, uh, he's work. He's working a relationship with Mads Kruger. And this is when it's announced. Enzo will be making his MLW debut on November 6th. Now, you're more sour on this than I am. I like me some Enzo Amore still. I thought he was a great promo when he was around. He, uh, He's not a criminal. He's not, you know, there's not a real, like, reason morally why he shouldn't be in the company other than the fact that he's kind of an asshole and a dick. But, like, that describes, what, 85, 90% of wrestlers? So, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like... I'm excited to see Enzo back in the business. I hope he works out. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a fan of him. Never Fair. been a re- nah. big fan of him. I was born in New Jersey. He reminds me of my dad, <laughs> Enzo Amore. No, it's not the same haircut, mind you, but. I'm not going to even <laughs> say anything. Let's move on. Los Parks promo. Um, this was actually a really cool promo. Um, he, he says something really weird, and I don't understand exactly what he says. And I wrote this down in my notes. He's like, look, my vile children, this is the gringo's candy. Yep. This is the gringo's candy. What? What? What is? What's he referring to? I, I, I'm, this is what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I understand. All right. Well, fair enough. Yep. Maybe next week on yeah. Alpha Fusion, Alpha Fusion. We will figure it out. <laughs> Alpha Fusion, Fusion Alpha? <laughs> yes, yes. Alpha Fusion, Fusion. Omega Beta. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyways, they're setting up a program with Conan. Oh, fair enough. Well, hey, let's do it. All right, Mads Kruger versus Dr. Dax with Holodad. Um, Dr. Dax is a weird S&M character. This is very weird. I approve it. So, a certain part of my mind approves this with Holodad. <laughs> I've never seen this Dr. Dax. I've never seen hide nor hair of this man. <laughs> You're not missing much. All right. Not the best, but yeah. it's a... It is what it is. Mads Kruger won via pinfall. I'm going to Heath Slater this one at <laughs> two and a half major leagues out of five. It might be Heath Slater. You know, but I don't know. We'll find someone even better. I feel like Heath Slater is slightly above average. Yeah, he is slightly above yeah, average. Yeah, right? We enjoyed him a little too much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Maven. Yeah. Oh, it might be Maven. It might the be Maven, Maven line. You know what? He, it might be the Maven line. Although he had a pretty good look, and there was a time... When he might have, could have been maybe a star, kind of, although he never really the got Zach good. Zach Gowan line. He, wow, he was over. He was Zach really Gowan over. was really over. He was, Zach Gowan was terrible, but he also had one leg, so it's not really his fault. <sighs> I want to say a joke, but I won't. <laughs> hey, man, this is, this is bam. It's a free-flowing conversation. Yep. All right, Mads Kruger then went up with against Buddy Heavy. Mads Kruger won that one. And again, I'm only going to Mendoza line that one. Uh, fourth match, Alex Shelley versus TJ Perkins in a first-round match in the 2021 Opera Cup Tournament. The Opera Browser Cup. Interesting. Uh, I kind of like this matchup on paper, though. On paper is great. 
and in purse or in in execution it was just as good as he thought this was a lot of fun um tj perkins ends up winning this was honestly a really good match i'm gonna have to give this one three and three quarters nice. major leagues nice. out of five so almost on the level of uh the previous match which uh the lee moriarty fish one which you said was the best of the show and one of the best of the week yeah oh yeah major league wrestling cranking out some good matches major league wrestling is good yeah the, the production leaves a little bit to be desired, and I don't know, they almost do too much, like this War Games match, like they almost, I don't know, nothing quite lands the way they want it to in Major League Wrestling, but the wrestling is good. It is good. It is good. It is good. Um, you know, you also, have, it's kind of like Lucha Underground, where you have to take a step back and remember that all of this is fake. Yeah, yeah, of course. But Lucha Underground, like, nah, that's Interesting comparison. They have, obviously, they have Caesar Duran and Muertes and a lot of the same characters. Now they do, yeah. yeah but yeah. like, you, like, but like the way that they tell their stories and how crazy their stories are, yeah. sometimes you really have to like remind yourself. That you're watching a comic book, a live comic yeah. book. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's pretty much it. We're going to see what they show from the war gate or the war chamber. Um, but, yeah. So, before we get to the main event, we wanted to talk quickly about John Moxley. Yeah, just absolutely. Just like shout out to John Moxley, shout out to Renee, uh, and yeah, just like an incredibly mature, brave, intelligent, uh, adult thing for John Moxley to do to do this to do this now when uh, his daughter is still young, and before like some some situation happens that you know these family can't come back from right like so i have nothing but the utmost respect for john moxley i uh i i you know i i just think this is such a smart adult mature thing to do and zero judgment i haven't read any judgment by wrestling fans so that's really really great i think this is yeah i think i uh, i i'm impressed by uh by wrestling fans reaction i'm proud of us <laughs> as condescending as that sounds because we can be a disgusting bunch but we're not being gross about this story and it's really good and may I add that I'm also happy and and I respect to- how Tony Khan has addressed this. I 100% agree with that, too. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, it's really straightforward. Because he could be very like, look at us. Look how good we are. We're yeah. helping this guy. Yeah, he yeah, very like, I, I hate the term social justice warrior, but I feel like that might apply right here. You know what I mean? But but that's not the vibe we're getting from this Tony Khan in this situation right now. It feels like he's, he's just making a genuine, heartfelt, uh, statement. Yeah, exactly. And that that's what I love about it. So, you know, I hope, you know, the hardest part is to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. And he's done it. Yeah. And I wish nothing but the best for him. And this and is his uh, that's a show of strength, not weakness, and nothing but support and respect to John Moxley and Renee and their daughter. Take a mock draft series. Well, I guess so, but you know, we like to have fun, and like I said, the main reason why we're doing this is because I think it would be very boring to just name names and say this person is going to WWE, yes. this person might end up in AEW, blah 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 yes, blah. Yes. Let's have some fun with this. I like to think that we know enough about the companies that we represent where we can make well-informed decisions on who they may or may not actually 
get. Yes. Uh, at the end of the day, the reason why we're doing this is because we're gigantic fucking dorks, Boris. That's why we're doing this. But it'll be it'll be fun, a nice little thought exercise. So yeah, we drew up some rules for this year draft. So 20 wrestlers from the current Ring of Honor uh, roster will be drafted, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, buddy. It's going to be a, a good old time. We each we each uh, represent three companies. Uh, six teams, if you will, will be drafting, and we're each going to take three of those. So Boris is taking World Wrestling Entertainment, Impact Wrestling, and Billy Corgan's NWA. I am taking AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Major League Wrestling. After three rounds, 18 picks, we're going to each pick a wild card and assign them to any promotion on planet Earth that we haven't mentioned yet. Any small indie, any overseas promotion, perhaps uh, Yoshi or Lucha, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's going to be really cool, um, and I like the fact that we're, like I said, after every pick, we're going to kind of explain why we think that company would benefit from that person. Exactly. So, yeah, kind of the conceit of this is, yeah, these these companies get these wrestlers, no questions asked. They just absorb this contract for, let's say, a year. Let's Arbitrarily, let's throw that out there. Yeah, exactly. To me, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, one last little final rule, too, is just so we couldn't just spam... Uh, stables and tag teams right away we said that the first two rounds have to be individual wrestlers and then once we hit round three and the wild cards if there's any tag teams or stables remaining at that time we're allowed to pick groups of people yeah exactly now in rounds one or two and I know we talked about this but I want the, uh, the listeners to understand yes if I were to say uh, Mike Bennett yes. I would ever <laughs> but <laughs> Yes. If I were to say Mike Bennett, does Maria come along? If I were to say Jay Briscoe, does Mark come along? In round one and two, no. But in round three or the wild card round, yes, you could say the Briscoes or the Bennetts or the Kingdom or whatever. But the first, <laughs> but the first, yeah, the first two rounds have to be individual single wrestlers. Boris. All right. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Yeah, we kind of tried to loosely rank this out in terms of which companies have the most money basically so we go wwe first aew second and this is probably untrue new japan third impact fourth nwa fifth now i bet billy corgan probably has more money than impact and new japan but yeah. we're looking at this from a wrestling <laughs> from, yeah it's like basically the power rankings of these companies right so wwe one aew two new japan three impact four NWA 5, Major League Wrestling 6. I think that sounds fair. No? I, I do believe it does. What's interesting about this is WWE, you know, WWE, and this is like, I always have to say this about to people, you know, they're done with going to the independents because apparently, according to Vince McMahon, these kids don't know how to wrestle. Yeah, exactly. Having said that, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. And I believe that with... First pick, oh. I'm going to have a couple exceptions, at least for the WWE side. So without further ado, shall we start? Let's do it. All right. So, you know, I'm thinking about this a little more, and I think I'm going to have to lock my pick in. <laughs> All right. So as I'm representing WWE and with the first pick, like I said, there will always be exceptions to the rule, and I believe that this man is an exception to the rule, and that is your ROH P 
pure champion, Josh Woods. Oh, wow. Off the board selection. First Number one. all draft pick in Ring of Honor, Josh Woods. Josh Woods. Shocking selection by the Boris delegation here to WWE. Now, I, I think you got to defend your pick a little bit, but I, will- I, do, I do see the logic. But tell, tell the good people. Here's the reason why I think someone like a Josh Woods would end up in WWE. They don't like independent wrestlers. He came through the ROH dojo. He um, is young enough where WWE can grab him and mold him into whatever NXT 2.0 was going to turn him into. And he's young enough, talented enough, and most importantly, he's got the look. Yes, he's big enough. He's got the size that they want in WWE. I have to ask you, who did you think I was going to take first? I thought you were going to take the person that I am about to take. All right. So, you've locked your pick? Yes, I have locked my pick in. The pick is in Tony Khan and AEW, and this is tough because I was wrestling. I thought there was a safe one, two, three, and maybe you could you talk me to four, Boris, and you didn't say any of those names. Uh, but, but at this moment... And it's tough because there's somebody else I was kind of hoping I would get. But yeah, because of the fact that they are currently the PWG Tag Team Champions, Boris, because of his size, because of his look, because of his uh, already pre-existing relationship, if you will, with Tommy End, a.k.a. Malachi Black, I think it's got to be Brody King, number two overall to All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, you know what? I would have picked them for WWE, but let me tell you why I didn't. Keith Lee. Interesting. Yeah. He's got the Keith Lee thing. He's got a he's little bit of He's too good Lee. of a wrestler yeah. to be a big man. <laughs> he's too quick. He's too agile. Does too many flips and cool things. Yeah, he's too good. But, you know, I, I you know, I, I was debating whether I should go Josh Woods, Brody King, Josh Woods, Brody King. But I knew you were thinking it was take Brody King. I did. And I'm just, the, you know. <laughs> this is, you threw me off. I wasn't expecting to get Brody King there. So, I'm, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. All right, next up, I am picking number three for New Japan. Are you ready? Boris, I think, I think the pick is in. Are we going to do that 20 times, by oh, the we're way? Li- we're literally doing this for the first round, and that's <laughs> okay, it. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, yeah, again, this is a tough one. I wrestled with it a lot, but at the end of the day, I think uh, New Japan would, would do well with A, some new high flyers, B, some new blood, and C, somebody with prestige. So why not draft the Ring of Honor heavyweight champion, someone who's a really good luchador, can fly around there, Bandito to New Japan Pro Wrestling, third overall. Interesting pick. Very interesting pick. And, and and I can honestly see him end up there. I can honestly see him end up there. Um, yeah, New Japan. That'd be a great stomping ground for Ban F and Dito because he can join Naito and Los Ingobernables. Exactly right, buddy. Exactly right. Have matches right away with. Uh, well, eventually have matches against uh, Hiromu. Uh, build to that breakup, but right away could have matches against Robbie Eagles against LP. Just go in there and mix it up. Have some really incredible Ooh. matches. Ooh, that'd be great. Here's a here's a question: Would you start them off in the strong, like the the U.S. state side, or would you send them straight to Japan? I I uh, if this were to happen and they, he were to just show up next week, I'd have him win the Super Juniors right away, oh, right yeah. to New Japan. Wow. Okay. All right. So, what's next, Matt? Uh, Boris will be selecting for Impact. Impact Wrestling. All right. I'm thinking about this. Even though I already know exactly who I'm going to pick, but you know, gotta gotta build the 
suspense. We're going to sell it for the and people. we're still in the first round, so you know what's happening. I'm not going to get old of this. I'm not going to get bored of this at all. Impact Wrestling. I talked about this on my article at slamwrestling.net. Impact Wrestling. Dan Housen. Oh, dang. Everything is evil. Everything is good. Give them sacks of money. Sacks and sacks of money. Finally, will be dropped at Dan Housen's door. Uh, in real life, poor Dan Housen just broke his leg. You, you, you hate to have a serious injury in the United States when you're an independent contractor. Good heavens, what a stressful situation. Uh, poor Dan Housen. Poor one out for Dan Housen, but hopefully he comes back sooner. Better than ever. Uh... Man, I'm, I'm surprised he went a little high, in my opinion. I love. I have a Danhausen T-shirt, not on, but I have one in my closet, and uh, he went a little high. Yeah, he did, but I wanted to lock him up for Impact, even though I do think that he would work in AEW, but I just feel like Impact is the right place for him, um, and he can still work the Indies, he can still have fun, he can still do what he does, but I just feel like he he would have the most impact. By God. In By impact. God. All right. Boris, you're up with uh, Billy Corgan's National Wrestling Alliance. All right, I need to be a rat in a cage, so let me think about this. The choice is locked. I'm literally not going to fucking stop this. <laughs> uh, what people don't know is that like our sound effects, our music, and everything is live. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, we do one take yeah, on our shows for the most part. Absolutely. Also, you have a headset, and right now, I don't. So, I'm not even hearing this. I can just tell when it ends because you stop laughing. <laughs> All right. NWA, Billy Corgan. It's about tradition. It's about real men. Silas Young. Interesting. Silas Young. Now, that is early for a pick for Silas Young, but he fits in really well with what they do. He really Trevor does. Murdoch versus yeah, Silas Young. I can really Think see about it. that. And... They could probably actually afford him, and they probably actually would use him. This is a realistic pick. I kind of like where your head's at on this one. Right? Right? This isn't just this isn't just mock fantasy bullshit <laughs> game for me. This is who I legitimately think would benefit from the company I'm sending them to. Fair enough, man. I like your logic. It's pretty strong. I'm just out here trying to win the court of public opinion. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I like it. So similarly, I'm going to pick somebody who I don't think is the number six overall rated wrestler. But I do think that he's something that MLW really needs. Good promo, good character, star power. So you're saying your pick is locked. My pick is in. <laughs> you're so happy right now. You are so happy. No idea. You're beaming with happiness. Uh, I'm going to pick EC3 for Major League Wrestling here, number six overall. I think he's EC3. exactly what the MLW roster needs. Interesting. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I, I wouldn't have guessed that to be honest. Um, yeah, that's a crazy, that's a crazy yeah, pick. Yeah, a little, little bit off the board, but yeah, like I said, they need they need someone who can be a face, be a heel, be a good character in any event. That's what they need is some interesting good characters in Major League Wrestling. All right, so round one seems to be complete. Matt, do you want to go through our round one picks before we go to round number two? Yes. So in round one, Boris, number one overall off the board, hot take selects Josh Woods. Number one overall pick for WWE. 
Uh, number two overall, Brody King goes to AEW. Number three overall, Bandito to New Japan. Number four overall, Danhausen to Impact. Number five, Silas Young to the NWA. And number six, EC3 to Major League Wrestling. Boris, it is on you. And World Wrestling Entertainment, first pick of the second round, seven overall. All right, this is first pick of the second round, seventh overall. I'm going to cross over to the women's division. I'm surprised she's still up for grabs. Yeah. And like I said, this woman is going to benefit anyone. I love how you wrote it down. <laughs> is going to benefit anyone, anyone where she goes. The Connor McDavid of all of wrestling, of the women's division, your current ROH women's champion, Roxy. It's a golf clap for that pick. It's a golf clap for that pick. I would have taken Roxy number two overall if you took Brody King number one. I, I thought my pick was going to be between Brody King and Roxy. I really thought you were taking Roxy number one overall to the WWE, but you got Roxy and Josh Woods in the WWE. Good drafting by you, homie. Uh, kind of throws me off because I was definitely fixing to pick Roxy here. I need a second. All right, I have taken one second. I am ready. <coughs> Boris, who did Bandito win the Ring of Honor championship from? Roosh. And he will be joining Pal Andrade El Idolo in AEW. Roosh to AEW and the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, that's an interesting <laughs> pick. Considering that he's injured right now, right? Like, Yeah. But, you know, and when he comes back. So, like, realistically, realistically, let's, like, all of our mock draft aside, do you think he's going to try to stay in America, or do you think he's going to go back to Mexico? Uh, he will go back for a second, but I think his long-term future is in AEW. And I think Idolo has already said, like, pretty outwardly, like, he wants the family. He wants his friends and family there. Is he actually related to Roosh and Bandy or and Dragon Lee? I don't know, actually. I don't think he's, he might, think they so. might be cousins. I don't know if they're actually related, but they're 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 best friends, right? In yeah. any event, Roosh and Andrade are. So yeah, I'm going Roosh here, and uh, I hope I didn't give away my third pick for AEW. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so New Japan coming up next, and uh, I think we got to go with Jonathan Gresham here. I think he fits in super well in New Japan. I'm actually surprised neither of us took him already, but we both love Jonathan Gresham's work. He's the new talent. Boris, Jonathan Gresham, I think you would do very well in New Japan. Yep, exactly. If you didn't take him now, I would have taken him for impact. Nice. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Jonathan Gresham, fantastic worker. He's just that Taz, Taz Pokemon. Like, he's just such a good worker. Everything he's done with the pure division. Um, unfortunately, ROH is closing shop, but uh, I know that uh, he was going to probably make a a run for the heavyweight belt, but here we are. All right. Where where are we? What Boris, so I just took Jonathan Gresham at nine. You are up number 10 overall, Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling. And I'm going to take someone who I legitimately think would be great for the X division. Interesting. Can you imagine these matches versus um, Trey Miguel versus TJ Perkins okay. versus Ace Austin? And that is Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon to Impact Wrestling. Now, it seemed his politics fit the NWA roster a little more, boys. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what? I like where your head's at. I think you sold the pick really well. Flip Gordon, yeah, he kind of got screwed over because... Uh, because he seems like a super right-wing guy in a left-wing uh, world uh, at this point. Like, it, just in terms of pro wrestling, where his friends are at. You know what I mean? Former Army guy. 
True. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. And like, hey man, believe what you believe. I'm not here to shame anybody or tell anyone they're wrong. You know what I mean? But I just think it's funny that he's got, he's, all his friends went to AEW, you know? And like, he used to be a, a, a mainstay on being the elite and stuff like that, right? Yeah, because of ye who shall not be named. Oh, you, yes. Yeah, you will notice that Marty Skrull will not be drafted in this draft. <laughs> Yeah, because he's down in Puerto Rico right now <laughs> trying to, like, live the good life. Yeah, oh, oh, well, that could mean a lot of things. Anyway, Boris, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to uh, number 11. You are up, National Wrestling Alliance. National Wrestling Alliance. Again, I'm trying to be realistic. In the last round, I took Silas Young. Yes. And this round, I'm going to take someone who I legitimately think would strive and end W A, who's he that? is the leader of Shane Taylor Promotions. Oh, nice, Shane Taylor that himself. Is, that is interesting. I like that pick a lot. Breaking up Shane Taylor Promotions, which hurts in the next round, but I like where your head's at. I can definitely see him coming to NWA and making an impact. Yep, exactly. Like, think about it. Like, can you imagine Shane Taylor versus the Pope? Shane Taylor versus Adonis. You know, let's talk about this right now. Do you know who showed up yesterday on NWA TV? No. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Your boys, the OGK. My boys, the OGK. (laughs) Do you know how many people messaged me? (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, you're getting a reputation, buddy. Um, Well, that's interesting. So you don't even need to make that pick. I guess we could just pencil that one in. But uh, yeah, well, I, I can see, I definitely see your logic. I definitely for sure do. Uh, Major League Wrestling, we're sticking with the same uh, principle that I was just using with EC3. I think they need a veteran man who's got some presence, who's got a recognizable, entertaining gimmick. Boris, you know who that man is? Who is that? Dalton Castle to Major League Wrestling. 12th overall, second pick, last pick, sorry, of the second round. I was really hoping you would leave him open so I can take him for impact. Ah, uh, yeah, I think he would fit in there as well. But yeah, I think he's the exact kind of flavor that MLW needs right now at this moment. So EC3 and Dalton Castle to the MLW roster. That's that's actually pretty good. That's actually pretty good, and that leaves him open for doing other stuff, right? Yes, exactly. All right, you're writing that down. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So Boris, we are now in round three. You are picking. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll go through it. So yeah. So second round. Let's just go back through it. Uh, Boris, you took Roxy uh, to WWE. I uh, responded with Rush to AEW, Jonathan Gresham to New Japan. Next up, Flip Gordon to Impact, Shane Taylor to NWA, and at 12 overall, Dalton Castle to Major League Wrestling. Now it is 13th pick, first of the third round, Boris, and tag teams and stables are now eligible. World Wrestling Entertainment, Boris is up. Here's the thing. I'm not taking the Briscoes because here's the thing. Let's be realistic. And I kind of wanted to bring this up while we could. The Briscoes had a deal in place with WWE. They said stuff that got them in trouble. So I'm not going to take them in this fantasy mock draft. Do I agree with that? I don't know. But the reality is, like, I'm trying to think like the promotion I'm representing, and that is WWE. So I am channeling my number one pick, and I'm going to take Dak Draper. Nice. I love that pick. We are huge fans of Doc Draper and here. And again, the reason why I'm taking him is because he came through the dojo. He's not an independent wrestler, yep. and they can mold him to whatever they want. You know what's funny is 
I kind of, I, well, I question is the wrong word. You explained it very well. But yeah, it was a very big surprise to hear you select Josh Woods first overall. But if you look at these three names, I think they're the most WWE-like names. So I see your logic. I think you did a great job. We're going to go through the, all the picks at the very end. But like, it's, you see, I thought no. about this. I, I definitely, it's clear that you put some thought into it. So AEW is my next pick. I'm just putting Dragon Lee down. I think he has to join uh, Roosh. They're literal brothers. That is for sure. We know that. And uh, yeah, they're friends of Andrade. I think that's your new group. So AEW ends up with Brody King, Roosh, and Dragon Lee out of this. I think that's fantastic for them. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Let's move on. This one is tough. New Japan. And I think I'm going to... This is going to be a little bit of a cop-out because we've seen them wrestle in Japan before, but I'm going with the Briscoes to New Japan. As literally just took my impact pick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, homie. The Briscoes to New Japan. Oh, that one actually hurts me so much. That one hurts me so much because I'm going to pick people. <laughs> oh, you're, yeah. you're forcing me. <laughs> you're forcing me to do something I don't want to do. <laughs> I can't wait. I love it. Do it. No. <laughs> Ugh, why did you take the first ghost? <laughs> so, Boris, who are you selecting for Impact Wrestling now? Because we're taking tag teams. <laughs> you don't have to. You can take a singles wrestling. No, but this is legitimately who I believe who would em- end up in Impact. I think it's the best pick. I think it makes the most sense. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and that is Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Maria Kanellis, the OGK. Ah, I love it. I can't it. believe I picked them in this. Mike and Maria and Matt Taven, your boys featuring your girl. Maria has already done good work in Impact. That's why. Seen it and so has Mike Bennett. Like, Mike Bennett, like, he did great work in Impact. His, he's probably most famous for ROH, like, you know, starting the kingdom. Yeah. You know, with him, Adam Cole, and Taven, and whatnot. No, absolutely. I think that's totally fair. I think yeah, it makes a lot of sense, man. It, it makes a lot of sense. I, I I like that we made you do that. I, like I that. hate the fact you that you forced me to do this. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. I was happy as uh, you were in the first round playing that draft sound. <laughs> uh, all right, next up, Boris, pick number 17 to Billy Corgan's National Wrestling Alliance. All right, to National Wrestling Alliance. Again, this one, now we're getting into the, the very hard um, choices. Because this is where I'm at. I believe the allure will end up in the NWA. The allure, interesting. Angelina Love and Mandy Leon. Yeah, some uh, impact legends there. The allure. I like. Uh, I like where your head's at on that one. Yep, I think that they would make an impact there. Mm-hmm. Pun one. Thousand percent intended and delivered for like the fourth or fifth time tonight. <laughs> yeah, let's not even talk about that. No, but seriously, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like we're like impact. Sorry, NWA is, has a very weird roster at the end of the day, um, and I just really do think that they can like you know they, they can use their character work and it'll be good for them. And they just introduced women's tag team titles, Boris. So it makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Velvet Sky doing commentary makes a lot of sense. And the allure Velvet Sky. Right, right there, buddy. I can see it. I can see it. it. Makes a lot of sense, my friend. All right, looking through this here list of uh, you know possibilities, I I think EC three 
and you know uh, Dalton Castle were pretty good picks for MLW. I'm now picking with MLW's third pick, number 18, last pick of the third round. They've already got their pure characters. I think we need someone who can wrestle, but again, they still have this weakness of character work, so they need someone who can wrestle, but who can talk to Boris, we're going slightly off the board, but he is our boy here at BAM. He's getting picked 18th overall. Brian Johnson to Major yeah. League Wrestling. Thank you. <laughs> God, we're nerds. I know. I was really hoping you would get picked. <laughs> I know, right? I'm glad we worked him in. Brian Johnson finds a home with Major League Wrestling. 18th overall in the draft. Yeah, I know. That, that's a great pick, honestly. And I do honestly believe that he could end up in MLW. Like, he's got that style. They're losing Brian Lawler. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tom Lawler. Tom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Brian Lawler's an actual fighter. Yeah. Well, Tom Lawler was too, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Lawler. They're losing Tom Lawler. So, I feel like they need this character of, like, I'm better than you. Like, me versus everyone else. Yeah. Brian Johnson literally does this. Definitely fits right in. Definitely fits right in. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty solid pick, and that closes out the companies. So, we're, we'll quickly go through each company and tell you who got who. So... Boris selecting for WWE, Josh Woods, Roxy, and Dak Draper. Pretty solid. Uh, me picking for AEW, I love this team. Brody King, Roosh, and Dragon Lee. Exactly what I wanted. Myself picking for New Japan, Bandito, Jonathan Gresham, and the Briscoes. Not bad at all. Boris picking for Impact. An interesting squad here. Danhausen, Flip Gordon, and the OGK. I still can't believe I picked the OGK. <laughs> I love it so much. God, I love it so much. Uh, Boris picking for NWA, Silas Young, Shane Taylor, and The Allure. Interesting. And myself picking for MLW, EC3, Dalton Castle, and Brian Johnson. So, Boris, to wrap this thing up, picks 19 and 20. We have to name the company and send a wrestler there. All right. You want to go first? Oh, I'm ready for this. Do it. AEW. Quinn McKay. Oh, bro. I was going to send Quinn McKay to start him. AEW, <laughs> Quinn McKay. I There's a it. reason why for this. There's two roles that she can play. She can be an announcer, yeah. interviewer, the second hardest working reporter in all of <laughs> professional wrestling. Love it. Like where your head's at. Exactly. And she can be a wrestler. Okay. Uh, and uh, both, uh, AEW needs both. Not that they need announcers, but they need backstage. They need backstage and, uh, Reporters, if Mark Henry is the best they can do. Do you, do you know what I mean? We need someone <laughs> in an age where looks and presentation. It couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt to have uh, Quinn McKay there. I was definitely taking Quinn McKay as my wild card. That kind of threw me off a little bit. But, uh, oh man, somehow Jay Lethal didn't get drafted in this whole thing. So I'm going to draft Jay Lethal to, uh, where are we going to say Tony Khan just keeps him up? I don't know. I, you know what? This is your pick. Tony, uh, Jay Lethal to uh, Destiny Wrestling in Mississauga. <laughs> no, Jay Lethal to AEW. <laughs> Jay Lethal to AEW. You know what? I can see that legitimately happening. Yeah, I think so. I think just because he's a, he's a legend of the independence, I think he'll get a, he'll get a run on that big stage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. You know um, what? This was this was a fun concept, man. I hope it was a fun listen. We'll uh, take a picture of this and throw it up on the website. And uh, Okay, just for prosperity's sake, can you go through all of the picks? Yes, absolutely. Here are the 20 people drafted in the Ring of Honor draft. Number one overall, Josh Woods. Number two overall, Brody King. Number three, Bandito. Number four, Dan Housen. 
Number five, Silas Young. Number six, EC3. Round two, number one, uh, number seven overall, Roxy. Number eight overall, Roosh. Number nine overall, Jonathan Gresham. Number 10, Flip Gordon. Number 11, Shane Taylor. Number 12, Dalton Castle. Number 13, Dak Draper. 14, Dragon Lee. 15, the Briscoe Brothers. 16, OGK. 17, the Allure. 18, Brian Johnson. Number 19, your girl, Quinn McKay. And number 20, my girl, Jay Lethal. <laughs> Man, that was actually pretty good. That was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. It was pretty fun. Uh, like I said, I just hope it was a good listen. And uh, yeah, we got to think of a similar concept in the future. Next time a, a company that we know and love dies in front of our eyes. So when WWE is over, like, we're going to do this, <laughs> like, you know. Yes, exactly. When Billy Corgan folds this thing in, like, August. <laughs> I'm talking about WWE. <laughs> like the, the when Nick Khan says, <laughs> it's over. Everyone's fired. <laughs> why, is he, why is he Donald Trump? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, buddy. Hey, sometimes you got to riff. Oh, you know what is actually going to happen? Is NXT is going to get canceled one of these days. We should do it again when NXT gets canceled. That's the final episode of NXT Talk. I hope NXT Talk gets canceled too. <laughs> a terrible thing to say. Well, at least we have this podcast, right? Exactly. No, I'm joking. I'm joking, Jason. Calm down. <laughs> no, but seriously, no, this this was a lot of fun. Um, you know what? At the end of the day, I want everyone, whether it be a wrestler, announcer, light person sound person yeah what have you all to be gainfully employed exactly it sucks that there's people who just lost steady jobs out of all this that really sucks and uh, some people are gonna land on their feet and some may be better off Oof. but a lot of people just lost their jobs man and it's sad and it sucks so we hope that people land on their feet this is just a, a bit of fun you but know? you know what was actually pretty cool um that yesterday they had their tapings the last round of tv tapings and the pictures coming out of it were just like heartfelt, beautiful. Oh, I haven't even seen any. I, yeah. I did see I did see one pic of Roxy like saying thank you and sitting beside the ring, but that was the only thing I saw. Yeah, the Chelsea Green did something similar. It was really cool to honestly see. Anyways, that's bam. Bullergear.ca. Get all your merch. If you are coming from SNME, you have all the shows on Friday. You're going to get the old fucks talking about Dynamite. Saturday, you get two shows. You got the old fucks talking about Rampage, and you got the Smack Daddies, the Daddy Fucks. That's what we're going to start calling Saturdays, the Daddy think, Fuck Day. I don't think we should do that. I can't believe I just said that. And not editing any of this out at this point. I don't care anymore. Whatever. Sorry, Jason. Uh, no, but seriously, Saturday you got two shows. You got the Smack Daddies talking all things SmackDown. You got the old fucks talking all things Rampage. Sunday you get the main show, BallerGear.ca. Get all your merch. The beer that I ordered for this draft is just getting here now, so I have to leave. Boris, yeah, yeah.